Welcome to the Propaganda Report. This is Monica Perez with my favorite uh, guest ever, election integrity activist Garland Favrito, whose work has never been more important than it is right now. You know that you're doing something right when the national press gives you nothing but grief. So I just want to very quickly recap for we're going to have a, probably a lot of new listeners this week. We got some big press over this past week. So let me just say, Garland's uh, uh, leading a suit in Georgia to inspect ballots after four, at least, if not more, people, audit observers, workers uh, uh, filed with the court or gave affidavits to the court that they observed ballots that were on the wrong paper stock, did not have folds. These are absentee ballots. They should have all had folds because they've been should have been in the mail and did not look like they were hand marked. They looked like a toner marked them as if maybe they were printed out, already filled in, something like that. And then uh, since the last time where last time we talked, you had great news coming out of the court that they were going to allow a ballot inspection at a very high resolution with grayscale. So even though you couldn't handle the ballots yourself, you should be able to monitor, look at the ballots for those complaints that you had and that you would also be able to visually see the ballots as they were still in the hands of the Fulton County workers. So because of that, it would allay some of the fears of those who would object to this, but at the same time, give you what you need to move forward. Now, one little wrinkle was they want you to pay for it, kind of like Trump and the wall, like make Mexico pay for it. They want you to pay for it, which you're going to do, and we're going to help you. So I have a banner down there. Go to voterga.org slash donate. That is a tax deductible donation, and you need the money because you're going to get this done. Unfortunately, I saw that there was a wrinkle and the judge yeah. kicked your can yet again, yes. Garland. Now give us the update. <laughs> okay. And by the way, you have already helped us. The uh, donations are, are coming in. It's great. Um, we are trying to pick up uh, that extra slack that we are having to pay. And everything's going well so far. If they keep coming, we thank you. you know, everybody's do donating, all the listeners that are keeping us alive. They y'all y'all the ones who keep us alive. They're so, part of the solution, which is a very empowering right. feeling in these days of like zero feeling of empowerment. Yes, yes. Um, so the update. This is so complicated that um, I, I, I I'm going to try to. It all has to do with sovereign immunity. So I think maybe today our lesson is on sovereign immunity. So uh, I'm going to try to explain this, and you'll probably have to stop me and clarify it so that the folks uh, at home can, can know what, what, what happened. Uh, the, the, the summary, the overview is, you know, everything's still going strong. Um, and uh, what's the interesting part is that the defendants uh, now have, have uh, hired criminal defense attorneys uh, to uh, defend them. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But um, anyway, um, so we filed, when we filed this suit, sovereign immunity was still in play in Georgia. It ended on December 31st. Now, what sovereign immunity means is that if you sue a, um, uh, a government official, they can say, well, I'm working on behalf of the government and therefore I have immunity. Well, so we sued, the, sued them in their individual capacities. Um, as, and and uh, so that's how we got the lawsuit going, because otherwise, if we'd have sued them in official capacities, they would have thrown it out. And that's what happened to some of the other election lawsuits here in Georgia. They got thrown out right away. So end of December 31st, 
uh, we um, had to, uh, we thought it would be better to change it and sue in accordance with the new sovereign immunity con uh, uh, constitutional amendment that, that was passed. And this is probably one of the, betas, the greatest things that's ever happened in Georgia, because now no longer people can hide under sovereign immunity. They, they will actually be responsible for their actions. So we changed it and we said, okay, rather than to, uh, rather than to sue the five members of the Board of Election, we'll now should sue the Board of Elections themselves. Uh, now, the other thing I forgot to mention was when you sue somebody, you have to serve them. So you serve them means that you give them notice that they're being sued. So we gave the five members of the uh, Board of Elections uh, and the director, um, you know, a service that they were being sued. So um, we changed this all over. Um, and we also, by the way, when we found out that the, uh, the, the, the attorney, I'm sorry, for the clerk of the county, they actually had the custody of the ballots. So we also um, served them as well. And um, the, so the, when we rephrased the lawsuit and said, okay, now all we did was we're gonna change, we're gonna sue the board and the ties instead of the five individual members. Uh, and we did that and we reserved the clerk uh, because they had they had the ballots and the county you know, board the board doesn't actually have any ballots. The, the clerk of the court has the has the ballots. So when we changed this lawsuit, the um, we the judge when we what's called a substitution order. So the judge then uh, uh, also added Fulton County uh, based on his reading of this new sovereign immunity. He added Fulton County to the lawsuit. So we ended up serving uh, or suing Fulton County and the five election board members. So uh, that's the way it, the lawsuit stood. And uh, we had served the, the, uh, the clerk because she had the ballots. So now the secretary, uh, well, the board, the, the county board uh, and the board of elections filed motions to dismiss themselves from the lawsuit. Uh, not necessarily dismiss the lawsuit from any facts, but they don't want to be the responsible parties for for this mess. Um, so the county's argument was, well, you didn't sue me. Uh, I'm sorry, you didn't serve me, excuse me. Therefore, you, I'm, we want to be dismissed in the case, yeah, which is correct. We never served the county. The judge added the county to the case. And if he did, it's the county clerk's responsibility to serve the county. So the county clerk didn't serve their own county. So that's kind of something between the judge and the clerk and, and the county. And then the board says, no, you can't, you can't sue us. You have to sue the county, not the board members. And then the board said, well, by the way, and the board has never been served with this lawsuit. And therefore, you have to dismiss us from, from, the, from the lawsuit. And we said, wait a minute. We've already served all five individuals of the board. And... Uh, you guys showed up for court. <clears throat> so you guys showed up for court and you've processed this case all along. So you can't turn around and claim that you weren't served and didn't know about it. Uh, that's just garbage. You've been trying to participate in this as, and defend yourself as best as possible. So there's a lot of case law that says that that's not a valid excuse. When they removed it from Fulton to Henry, well, was that not kind of them participating also, or is that totally separate? Because it was the Henry County judge that added Fulton County itself. Is that correct? 
the Fulton County, it moved from Fulton. Fulton decided that it needed to go out of Fulton because it was, what their argument was, it was an election case. It was not. It should have really stayed. Right, 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 right. Okay. Uh -huh. However, they moved it. And then when we got to Fulton County, uh, Henry County, that's where they decided to move. You know, we said, no, this is not an election case. You know, but, you know, hey, we like being here. It's nice. yeah. you know, Henry, Henry County is nice. You know, well, it's, a long, is, it's a long drive, but we'll, we'll stay. We'll stay here. And that's that's and kind of how, how it all flows. Judge Amaro certainly seems from the outside to be legit. Like, he, it seems like a good thing it was removed to Henry. Yeah, we, we think so. And, you know, our attorney, Todd Hodding, is in his court all the time. So he, he knows right, right, that, right. I mean, he knows how Judge Amaro rules and what he's looking for. Um, and, and he can read him like a book. It's just it's really great to have an attorney that really knows what in advance what the judge is going to do. So that helps us uh, a lot. And uh, he's it's everything uh, still going really well. And uh, we'll have to go through another 30 more days of delays and maybe even another 30 after that before we finally get it. But, you know, we'll just but, have to keep plugging. But you're naming certain people in the suit, but what you're actually suing for, I mean, it's not specific performance, but you're you're suing for them to just allow you to look at the ballot. It's not like these people have any criminal responsibility pursuant to the suit, right? So it, the court should, from like the my experience, just reading cases when I was in law school, not actually prosecuting cases, but mm -hmm. that the court will look in that and say you you really don't stand to suffer any harm to yourself. Like it, you don't. The the court isn't going to the benefit of pursuing this case and letting it proceed outweighs any damage that could possibly occur to you, which would be zero, right? No damage whatsoever, because they don't even have to pay for it, which is why that was a very clever thing for the judge to have you pay for it, because no one can have standing like I will suffer because yeah. I will pay, taxpayers pay. So what are they, why, what are they arguing will be the consequences for them? Why they need to not be a part of these suits just because they don't want to pay for the lawyers? Well, um, there it's a technical, it's a technical violation. We said, well, you know, you didn't technically serve us, but it doesn't have anything to do with the, the moral and just principles that you just mentioned. It's, it's simply all just a technicality. Well, you didn't say the right, right person. You didn't serve the correct person. Um, so is there anyone, all you would need is one person or entity to remain as the defendant and that other stuff wouldn't completely dismiss the case, right? So either it's the members or it's the county. That's right. So, and right. they're, but right now they're pointing fingers at each other. No, sue right. him, no, sue her, that kind of thing. And it's a lot of finger pointing going back, uh, which really doesn't have to do with the evidence that's been pre presented in the case as I see it. I, I just, um, it's just a matter of, who is the correct party to sue? And both of them are arguing that, no, don't sue me. Uh, we don't have anything to do with it. Well, <laughs> that's not exactly correct. So. Okay, so it looks like the new lawyers are, <clears throat> I think it's confusingly named Garland, Samuel, and Loeb. So I wonder if they, they like that name just because yeah. it's confused the coverage of it. Garland versus Garland. Man, that's pretty yes, nice. that's awesome. So Samuel that is the lawyer in the named lawyer who is I think defending the or yeah defending the county elections board but they are not so he's not the lawyer for Fulton County itself. Fulton County doesn't have a new lawyer, right? Yeah, that's right and that's a very good point. I had to read this very carefully. 
So this, and this is a very interesting point that you make. So, so Fulton County uh, Board of Elections retained criminal defense attorneys. It's a civil case, as you said. It's just as, as explain. It's a pure civil case. We just want to know how many ballots are uh, invalid. That's all we want to know. Right. So um, this is a, a civil case, and yet Fulton County Board. Uh, hired criminal defense attorneys and apparently without the authorization of the board. So we're trying to figure out, well, how, how was this actually authorized to begin with? You know, we, so we don't know. We'll, we'll try to figure that out in the next 30 seconds. Do you know who's paying the, those lawyers? Well, we I am. I'm Garland, paying, Samuel, yeah. and Loeb? Yeah. Oh, because yeah, the I'm, government I'm a, will pay? Uh, yeah, I'm a Fulton County taxpayer. So now we're, we're having to, I'm having to fund both sides. So uh, hold you know, on, it's not, hold on. It's not just me. I'm, you know, it's, it's many no, I know, but, but I know it's just ironic. But the board members who are saying that they have sovereign immunity, that seems like if if the taxpayers are paying for their lawyers, it feels like they're assuming that they won that case. I mean, well, I'm, well, I guess they have that protection. I guess yeah, that's well, just part of the deal. Well, so, so first to clarify, sovereign immunity is now a dead issue thanks to the new constitutional amendment. So they can't claim sovereign immunity anymore. But they are. Um, well, no, what they're, they're, they're not really claiming sovereign immunity. They're just saying, hey, you didn't sue the right people. Hold on. I, I had out of, I read an article about this, and it said uh, that a quote from the lawyer said, County Elections Board is protected by sovereign mm -hmm. immunity. That's what it said in the newspaper was a quote from the lawyer, Samuel, the named lawyer, who's the criminal defense guy who's running this. Well, and you're he, saying that's not really, so what is he? Well, what he's saying is you got to sue the county. Okay, okay. So he's the, saying, oh my God. And you're saying you sue the county because, I guess I got lost there. The December 31st issue meant that you could then sue the county? Um, according to the judge's interpretation, it meant right, that we, okay. should, we should sue the county. Okay, um, and you are suing the county, and they have been de facto served because they actually showed up. So they can't go back. It's clear that they were aware of the case. So, well, right? Well, no, so actually, actually, they didn't. The board, the board of elections, it showed up. Uh, okay. So they, they're the ones that have been in this case all okay. along. And of course, they represent the county. The, 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 the county uh, basically uh, established the board. So you know, the board ultimately reports to the to the county. So. So if the county had show, if you wanted to make the argument that the county was aware of it, would Raffensperger have had to show up or Gabriel Sterling? Like who would have represented Fulton County instead of the board, which did show up? Like who else would have to be there to make this a dead issue? That's what's funny about it. The elections board was supposed to represent the county one okay. way or the other. Because yeah, the right. sec Secretary of State's office has nothing to do with this. This is just the county trying to point fingers at one another and said, don't, you know, don't sue us, you know, don't, don't you know, sue them. But to your point, so the county still establishes the board and the board, if, if we had sued the county, we still have the board right. member, you know, to, they're going to have to defend it. The elections division of Fulton County is going to have to defend it no matter what. So, um, so but, if, if the judge were looking for some nonsense argument to bury this case, he could twist this up and say that. But if he's not looking for that, if he's actually trying to just be a good judge, then this will probably go away. Uh, yeah, one way or the other. And, you know, I don't know uh, how it's 
exactly going to play out. It'll be interesting to hear what he rules and, you know, and he'll have 30 days to figure that out, all out and weed it out. But I think what Samuels is saying there is that, hey, the, the, the according to the new sovereign, sovereign immunity uh, laws, the board of elections has sovereign immunity because you have to sue the county. So it's kind of a fine yeah. line. So, so now what we think is there's still additional information uh, in the in the in the constitutional amendments and stuff that would allow us to sue the boards. However, um, you know, it's we can we can argue about that later. Um, but his his point is you have to sue the county. The judge did sue put the county Got it. Uh, in okay. it, and then the clerk. But the clerk of the county never served the county, so the county can came back now and says, "Well, wait a minute, we, you know, we were never served, therefore dismiss this." So. Uh, and I, you know, that's I don't really see that happening. You know, we'll just you know we're just going to serve them all again, and then we'll see what happens. So, and what does your uh, lawyer think about how the judge would rule on this, knowing the judge his patterns so well? Well, I, I, uh, haven't, I haven't really talked. You don't talk really to talked with him. Sure. I, I haven't talked with him about that subject. Um, okay. Got and it. but I, I I feel like um, is what you've already said. I mean, he's if the I mean if the judge threw this out on some kind of an incredibly technical technical thing. I just mm -hmm. like I, I just can't see that happening because it would be a, a national disgrace and a, and a state disgrace. And and it would be inconsistent with everything he's done so far, which is try to get right. to the bottom. That's what I think. Try to get to the bottom of it, be fair to both sides. Yeah. Uh, and I think he will continue in that vein. He'll continue to try to get well, to the bottom of it and be fair to both sides. Let me let me ask this: Is it would it be possible that the judge could had the power to order this this election review or what the ballot review without like not pursuant to actually resolving this issue about the plaintiffs and the defendants? Is it, is it within his power to not? I mean, I, you probably don't know the answer to this, but it's maybe it's possible for him to not rule on those issues and still just proceed with his order. No, and no, I, he, I, he, he has to. He, he wants to rule on them, and he he needs to okay. rule on them. We okay. got to have the right. We got to have the right parties okay. to proceed to proceed. Right. So, I mean, it could delay the case. I don't think it's going to change the case. It's just going to delay the case and trying to figure out okay, who is actually the right party and who needs to be in court and so on and so on. So, so what will happen on June 21st? He's saying now not, everything's kind of on hold until June 21st. What happens on June 21st? He, he will decide, he will make a ruling by then or before as to who is the actual parties of the suit. Is it the Fulton County Board of Elections or is it Fulton County itself? It's a minute point because for, if it's, even if it's Fulton County, they're going to be relying on the elections division to defend them because that's where the potential uh, issue of corruption occurred. Okay, it is possible that, as has happened so many times before, he allows them to drag their feet or they need more time to file more stuff. So we're not, I mean, maybe it's 100% resolved by June 21st, but we're, I, I'm still expecting that yeah, we might have to be patient but yeah yeah we are going to have to be patient because there's no telling if, if he decides that the county is uh, the responsible party then the county will might issue some other delaying tactic and will which will delay it another 30 days 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up with more right. than one, de one delay out of this. Yeah. But but uh, uh, and I would be surprised if we still don't move forward. It's just a matter of um, working out all these minor technicalities, and you know the, the wheels of justice are so slow. Yes. Yes. But they do turn. They're still turning. So it's it's very slow. slow. Okay. So I want this would be a good time to turn our attention to some of the what I thought was very interesting coverage in the national press. But is there anything else that you want to cover about this week's developments, the cases, any news or press releases or anything you want to illuminate? I thought I saw Linda had a really good question in the chat. Or oh, yeah. Wanna, let me get it back wanna, there. No, no, that's fine. Yes. It's related to that. Lydia, 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 Cheryl yeah, Ringer. Lydia. Is it about Ringer? OK. Yeah. Uh, Ringer's the attorney for Fulton, right? Uh, yes. Cheryl Ringer. So she um, said to the judge, would it surprise you to know that Fulton County does not have control over methodology of the process? What does that mean? Yeah. So let's, let's talk about what the county and the state have control over. So the state bought the machines. The county didn't really have much control. They were stuck with using these machines in spite of the fact that a U.S. District Court has already ruled they don't, that they don't comply with Georgia law. So they, they didn't have that uh, control. The other thing they didn't have control over is the hand count audit results. Um, the, I think we talked about this last week. There was some great testimony from David Sawyer, one of the experts, about and the uh, inconsistencies between the Fulton County audit total results, which the Secretary of State published, and the actual ballots themselves. The, the, you know, the, the match, there's a mismatch between the, the ballot images, if you manually counted those, versus what the uh, Secretary of State reported um, as what the manual counts were. There's inconsistencies there. So, Wait, can you, can you just explain that a little bit more? Sure. The expert witness, David Sawyer, said that the, uh, the, the published counts for hand count audit results for Fulton County which are on the Secretary of State's site and put up there by the Secretary of State in his system, they don't match what the, what the uh, ballot images actually show so, us the ones that we got. So the way he puts it up in his system, does he list it by precinct? How, does, how, do you, how detailed are his numbers that we can look at right now? They're very good. They're, they're, they're detailed by batch and within a county. And uh, then what don't they match? They don't match the actual, once you get the images and you count them up yourself, you know, that should be the same numbers and they're not, they're not adding up. Okay. How do you know? Well, we've gotten the images and we've done manual counts. Right. On okay. And so, so okay. that's, and the, the uh, expert said that there's a 20%, 21% error rate uh, in those audits, which is atrociously high. Okay, yeah, so it's it just a question of the numbers, not actual images don't match images. It's the count right. by, it's, okay, so as you categorize it, the numbers don't match and that just doesn't work. <laughs> Maybe yeah, one or exactly. two, but but 20%, that's significant. And, and so this, this may go to something that really drives me crazy is how the national press talks about how there have been recounts and audits and yes. as if that's enough, and lawsuits have been dismissed as if that's enough, not mentioning... Well, acknowledging that the, they have raised issues that are not yet resolved. Absolutely. And we can go there in just a second, but just to yes. finish up this last. Yes. Just, uh, so that's what, what she was saying is, I think that they don't also, they also don't control that audit process because the data was entered into the secretary of state system. and wasn't Fulton County didn't keep their own totals. Uh, all they kept, all they kept is a little tally sheets for all, each one of the batches. And there was 1300 
uh, batches there, uh, or, or 15, depending upon which of the two counts you believe. Um, so that's what she was saying. So they don't actually have control over the entire election process. However, they do have control over uh, reporting the results of the election. And they certainly have control over the ballots that are in question. Uh, they have total control over that. So that was a really good question that Lydia asked. I thought that was worth uh, taking. Yes, absolutely. We Should we hit some questions and then go on so that we don't get overwhelmed by questions at the end? Where, whichever you want to do. The, All media right, let's or, do it. the media or the questions, either one's good. Right, let's start with some questions. Um, people are praising you, they've donated. They're so happy that we continue to persevere that you, okay. Lacey well, wants to know if Brad maybe made, not our Brad, poor Brad had a death in the family, but our, yeah. but Brad, I know he's very sad, but yeah. uh, we'll send out love and uh, our good wishes for him, but we're going to carry on without him. And he's, this person, Lacey is talking about Brad Raffensperger, the secretary of state. Do you think, although, and that's going to go to our public, the national coverage of the press too is Raffensperger, but do you think he might be behind this latest development? I, I doubt it. I think it's just right. Fulton County uh, doing that. How about uh, Chris Harvey? Who's that? Chris, Chris Harvey is the elections director for the state and he um, is actually has, has resigned. Um, I don't know when that's effective. And yes, he probably had something indirectly to do with this uh, in regards to the hand count audit totals. Uh, he, you know, he told the, sec the uh, counties to certify the Dominion results, and he probably had also was may have been had some involvement in the Arlo system, which which the results were accumulated in at the Secretary of State's office for the hand count audit. So w that remains to be seen yet. And how about Gabriel Sterling? Does he have any role? Not. I haven't seen him mentioned in any of this. Uh, no, other than putting out some false information on the, you know, around, uh, there's no real role. Uh, I don't, well, not in this particular thing. This is, right now, we're just, this is so narrow. We're just doing for the, yes. the Fulton County ballots. The, if you know which issue to pick, you're mm -hmm. much better off focusing on that so things don't get thrown out all at once or the issues get muddled. It's hard for them to muddle this issue, muddy this issue, which they are doing. Garland, you're awesome. That's a that's a common theme here in the. It's not There's just so you. many so many people rise. Not just me. There's so many people behind us. It's just you wouldn't believe it. Okay, so no, <clears throat> it's probably too late. Kevin wants to know if there's a ballot. You know, he is calling for a ballot inspection, not just in Fulton but the whole state. But don't you feel like a lot of things have already been just over the passage of time? If you didn't already start, you're not getting it, or not. Um, I'm no, uh, I'm sorry. Give me that one more time. So, so is so, it too late for any further oh, cases to be filed? No, no, not uh, too no, late. Not too late. Now, now oh. re remember there we're, you know, we're past the election challenge, uh, time right. frame, which was five or 10 days. Um, so now we're into a case when we have equal protection and due process, your constitutional rights are basically, uh, all they're, they're permanent. So they're not subject to- any Oh, kind of, cool. Yeah, yeah, your constitutional rights are not subject to statute of limitations. They might change uh, that after this, but yeah. <laughs> you, know, you never know. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, and we do need ballot inspections in other counties, but right now either we have, and it's good that, you know, 
he's calling for, and a lot of people are calling for statewide audits, which would be great, which include the ballots. Um, and that's a that's a wonderful thing to do. Our ballot inspection is is uh, narrowed to full. Now, however, other other counties, uh, other lawsuits, you know, are needed to go into other counties and make these ballot inspections. So there are other counties that need to be inspected for sure. But that right now is by suit by suit. Lawsuit Can you? Can you remind us why you, Voter GA, and you and your team did not file an election challenge within uh, the five or 10 day time frame that was required? Why didn't you do that? Well, we thought other folks like Lynn Wood and you know, might have done that, but because they had the affidavits. When they didn't, and we saw that it was going to go you know, down the drain, we, we filed it because you know, we have to know if these ballots are in fact legitimate or not. But that limited the kind of suit you could file because the time had passed for the general election. Yeah. What That's affidavits right. did they have? The ones that we talk about or other affidavits? Yes, he had all the four affidavits that we talked okay. about, and plus the two audit monitors that um, confirmed the four auditors who saw they saw the counterfeit ballots. So, uh, all of that was available to put into an election challenge, and it wasn't, so unfortunately. So, and what about the video of the skirted table and people leaving, being sent home before the county was finished? Was there ever any question of that being a cause of action? Um, that I, well, It's certainly a cause of action in our lawsuit. Uh, that's definitely helps the case with and it corroborates the affidavits. So, right. um, okay. and and of course that was available, but it wasn't used in other cases, which is, or at least it wasn't used effectively, let's put it this way. Right. So uh, Kevin has a question. The emails you subpoenaed from MVA consultants, Melissa Holman, is that significant? I don't know that one. I, I'm not familiar. I need a little bit more clarification on that question. I, I, I don't know. Boy, that, that is a, that's a deep question. I need a little bit more clarification on MVA and, um, and uh, okay. I, I, I don't know. But I'm not aware of subpoenaing the email, any yeah. emails from okay. them. I want to address Wesley's question and just so you know, he says he's pro Garland. He's just frustrated. He feels like there's no reason this case should have gotten delayed at this point, And you always need more money donations. It's a familiar tune in this corrupt justice system. I think you've been, I, I don't know, in part, he could be talking about taxation, the tax dollars that are going towards this. The fact that the, these criminals, defense attorneys are being paid for tax dollars is so annoying. And you, we are paying for, the ballot inspection seems ridiculous too, because you have a reason to say that they did not do their jobs. Like that's, this is really upside down, but I don't think you're asking for that much. You know, the donations that you require isn't really that much. We, we don't have a lot of people who are um, really sticking with this fight. I mean, that's part of the reason why they keep kicking the can is to get people to stop being interested in it. But yeah. Yeah. And he's right. If we could stick that back up just for a second, Monica, um, so he's, uh, Wesley's right there. Um, uh, the, there really isn't any reason for this case to keep getting delayed, but what's happening is Fulton County, Secretary of State's office, they're all throwing up these roadblocks, every legal roadblock they can at taxpayer expense 
to stop us and to prevent it and delay it. Uh, and the judge has to be very careful to make sure that all of these technical legal roadblocks are basically uh, addressed. Otherwise, you know, the, the case is subject to uh, uh, being overturned or- And then appeals, you go to a different judge appeals. and they get, yeah, they get a, a stay or whatever. And yeah, then you're, right. he's, cause he seems so far, like he does not seem like he's in anybody's pocket. So right, I think right. the more cautious he is, the better. And that may go to John's question. Yeah. Yeah. He already ruled to let you see the ballots or the images of the ballots, the enhanced images of the ballots. Why would his ruling change just because uh, you need to use the same ballots at a higher resolution? It's just that they, they're they ins inserting themselves now, right? right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and that's, that's a very good point. Um, and, and that shows that all the arguments that they made are, are not valid. Nothing secret about the ballots. Um, and yeah, that's why I think pretty confident we'll get it. Bob points out, the point of their tactics is to delay things and bankrupt their opponents. I think that's probably it, about right. It, it yeah. really is. It's really yeah. true. Mike. And the time, like that's when we get to the national coverage, we'll see how a new theme that is emerging now in the national press is that seven months later, Trump supporters can't let it go. And it's like, well, it's not, it was seven days later that the Trump supporters asked for or anybody who cared about election integrity asked for the satisfaction of the process. The process was interrupted by the people who were against election integrity. It's it's incumbent upon people like right. you to persevere. Natty, it's and, true. And, and they're not going to bankrupt us. Thanks to you and so many other folks out there, I can pretty no. much guarantee that they will not bankrupt us. Yeah, there people will. I mean, that is the value of having <clears throat> the people still engaged is that it it is going to have to be a group effort. But if enough people stay engaged, it doesn't it doesn't bankrupt anybody. <clears throat> so Natty says, is it possible ballots with duplicate images were only counted once? Does each image represent one scan or one counted vote? Are there more images than ballots? And someone else asked, are there more are there more ballots than envelopes? That's an awesome question. Uh, OK. All right. So these are these are great questions. Um, does. Um... It's, uh, okay, is it possible ballots with duplicate images were only counted once? No. If you have an image, that image should have been counted. So if they were scanned twice, that means you've got two images of the same ballot and you've got two votes. Uh, or, you know, two vote, I guess all the votes on that ballot would have been counted twice. So um, each image uh, does represent one scan and one counted vote. That's correct. And are there more images than ballots? Um, that is what we want to see the ballots for. Once we see the ballots, we'll know, are there more images than ballots or are there less images than ballots? Or, you, know, what, you know, what's the deal here? Um, so we won't know until we actually get, get to see those. Especially um, when there are discrepancies in the counts, there have to be answers to those questions somewhere. If you were really able to audit, if the evidence wasn't destroyed, Records right. or caps, who knows? But um, this is a good question. Are there more ballots than envelopes? How many envelopes and are there? We don't know until we get the. You know, apparently, I but think I the thought you weren't. Gonna, I thought you weren't going to get to see the envelopes. I, you know, it it depends on how you interpret the court um, comments. He hasn't made an order yet, but it sounds to me 
that he was going to allow us to scan the front of the envelopes uh, and get a total. Yeah, um, he needs to which, just count them. Which would be good. Now, the other thing is, if you scan the back with the voter uh, information on it. It's complicated. That, well, it, yeah, it's, it is. But it's even that is still, that's public record because the fact that the, that voter oh. sent in a mail-in ballot is public record in the... Oh in yeah, the, in, in the in the the voting system. So yeah, that's another would, false argument. And and they do, I think third parties use that information, at least similar information, in that everybody I know in Georgia got personal notices that they uh, either things that say, "Hey, we noticed you haven't voted yet," or "We noticed you haven't registered," or "You're registered and haven't voted." Do you know what I'm saying? Brad would know. Brad was saying that he got those kind of notices, and he was surprised that that information was public. But it was public, and it's accessed and it's used, and that seems similar to me as just like your name is attached to a ballot. It it rings true that they recognize that and they have not objected to that as being public information. For right, and and the county is trying to claim that we can't get that either. It's just, you know because that's voter information. So it's it's the same argument they tried to make with the ballots. Uh, hopefully eventually we'll be able to you know shoot through that as well. I don't, uh, so Pitts is scared, John thinks. Uh, yeah, so it's a, really a question as to who hired these two criminal defense attorneys. So we'll just- have That's to what I wanna know. I do no, wanna no, know no. that. Okay, Garland, Dr. Douglas Frank has established an election key for Georgia. So how does this play into your inspections? It doesn't yet because that's more related to the Dominion voting machines, and we're just trying to stay on the ballots right now and figure out what happened there. But it might play in the long term. Okay. Once Frank has recordings of the electronic traffic with the election machines before, during, and after the elections. I don't know. That goes to that. That's good, but we, it's just not um, something that we are focusing on at the moment. Yes. Okay. So once the audit starts, how long will it take you to complete it? Yeah, it, it depends on if they keep switching stuff on it. But you know, we're hoping it'd be much shorter than uh, Arizona because we only have 147,000 ballots to count. They had two two million plus. You know, we're hoping to, this would take a couple of weeks and be, we'd be done with it. Okay, that that would be my expectation. Have you heard talk that the GBI is going to get involved? Could they be trusted? Do you want them there? Absolutely not. We don't want any part of GBI. <laughs> I wouldn't trust, and I wouldn't even trust them to investigate anything. But anyway, um, the uh, a couple of state senators made those comments. We asked them not to, you know, please yeah. don't Keep make that. those kinds of comments. We, right. we don't want those. Uh, and it definitely would not be beneficial for them to be present during the audit. Now, that would be yeah. a that would be a near fatal flaw. Really? If they were, if they were present. Yeah. Why? We want, well, if we don't want anybody, you know, just complicates to exer- it. Exercise authority to try to. Stop oh them, yes, yes, yes. So yes, you know, this, is, right. this is a this is a people's audit. Right. We want it to be complete. We right. want everybody to know the truth, and that's that's all we want. We don't want we don't need anybody, uh, any government official, you know, telling us what we can or cannot do. Again, that's why it's so good. He's uh, making uh, you pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, you own that. All right. Ringer said there was a second set of images made during the recount. Are you interested in those? Um, I don't think that is correct. I don't know what she meant there. Um, We were only, uh, I'm only aware of one set of images. 
a very, it's a very interesting point that needs to go further. I'm only aware of one set of images, so we'll have to figure out um, what she meant by that, and we've got several ways to figure that out. Hmm. <clears throat> How did you like the way Candace Taylor handed, handled handed camp paperwork for the forensic audit since he had not responded to her for two weeks. Are you familiar with yeah, that? Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm not really exactly familiar with how she did it. Uh, I am aware that she did it. I haven't actually seen it. Um, and I'm aware of the, um, the the petition and thing that she's working on forensic audit. And I think that's great. Uh, she was working on it uh, before Vernon Jones asked for it. So it's, you know, it's good that you have two gubernatorial candidates actually asking for a statewide audit. That's, yeah. that's, uh, that's terrific. Um, but, but nice. So Bob says, is there any way, and I love this kind of thing because this is where good lawyers come in. Is there any way to make an argument that the state is engaged in extreme bad faith litigation practices and thus is a vexatious litigant, which isn't allowed to file nuisance motions to delay anymore? Yeah, that's a good point. And that is really what it feels like. Yeah, that is a good point. I'm not aware of that uh, in the law. I have to ask my attorney about that. So, Do you, can can you tell us again what you think would be the right way to write the laws or if the new laws are good or bad with respect to these kind of remedies? Yeah, at uh, voterj.org, we have what we call our ballot transparency initiative, yes. which already has the code that they need to implement. Uh, we got the ballot images into Georgia law for uh, public for July 1st. We still want to get the ballots uh, so that we don't have to go through this again. Uh, that We got code for that. And we also have code to make the election server images public by just taking a media, uh, sealed piece of media device to your county, let the county run the image uh, server uh, copy off. It takes about a half an hour, maybe an hour. Uh, the director who can be doing something else in the meantime can wrap that that uh, media device up, give it back to you, and then you can take it anywhere for a forensic exam. That's what we want to happen in Georgia. Full transparency, not just the ballots, but also the machines. Excellent. People can look at that there. Uh, you, you said maybe it could happen before June 21st. You think there's a chance of that? We'll certainly reply right away. Right. So okay. And then the judge, the judge could Good. possibly rule before 21, June 21. I doubt if he will. I probably have the hearing. He'll probably let them respond to your response. Yes. You know exactly. Exactly. Uh, I don't understand this. Georgia law needs to come up with laws like Arizona to changing deadlines of elections as felony and stop mass mailing and machine banning can go a long way. Well, I do, I encourage people to look at your proposals on voterga.org. They're very thorough. And uh, let's see. <laughs> okay. It says, do you happen to know whether the ballots have dust on them as Harry Hursty claimed in New Hampshire because machines have high unreadable rate? By the way, it was a joke. I don't understand. Oh, okay. No, I, th I've, I haven't been able to keep up with uh, too much. I know I know exactly uh, the, just the general thing they found, but I'm not aware of the dust, the dust thing that they had. Okay, I want to address this question um, and start getting into some of the news coverage and we can go back to questions after. Yes, Kevin says, yes. 
the leftist news outlets insist that if we don't stop these audits, it will free train into every election from here on out. Of course, it in my just to answer that specific thing, for me, it should. I mean, it could be a normal course of events for people, especially if it's if the election integrity activists are in full transparency mode, pay for it themselves. They people should be able to if if you can do it so that there's no risk of um, corrupting the ballots, there's no reason why anyone should be able to look at them at any time. Like it should be basically open. I have no problem with that. But I have to address this idea of the leftist news outlets. As some of these stories I was looking at, they're just really, uh, I don't have a great connection, so I can't pull up all the articles here, but they're, they, they, say things that are absolutely wrong, for example. And one of the articles that was from something called the Georgia Recorder, but you didn't even see it was from the Georgia Recorder because it came up in the patch. You know, patch is like your local news, your neighbor's news patch. There's like next door is another little fun little website that you can find out what's going on. And it goes all ab about, uh, well, I have some quotes to read from that, but what I wanted to say was, that if you investigate the Georgia Recorder and just keep clicking through, you end up at a thing called statenewsroom.com, which is funded by Google News Initiatives. In so many of the people who are behind these articles, you see literally in their bio that they work for progressive organizations that that they literally says progressive, progressive, progressive. And whether you like progressive or not, clearly there's an agenda at work here and that coupled with absolute wrong reporting that that bothers me a lot yeah so um a couple things there first of all i think we talked about this last week on the show you can object to the process that the, that has been uh, the audit is taking place with you could like i did on the audit in georgia we could we can go over again you can object to the fact that, well, maybe uh, these people are, are partisan to some degree. But if you are saying that the audit should stop and the purpose of audit, any audit, the election audit is to verify the results, that's just pure corruption. That's because you know that there's corruption. And there's this lamestream national news uh, media, some of these organizations, they know that they have been lying for six months about the election rolls. So they know that there's, there's a potential fraud. And multiple states, and now they're trying to say that we should stop audits from transparency uh, because, oh, it might, uh, you know, people might be concerned about, you know, the, the, the credit, the, they'll, they won't want to vote, you know, they, they won't want to vote, they're going to lose confidence, you know, all those garbage arguments that they're making. The truth is, as I tried to explain it to some a journalist the other day, You've got to know, have transparency to gain confidence. So the, what the argument is is exactly opposite of the truth. So, so and you just got muted yourself. You're muted, Mike. So sorry, uh, but the confidence uh, issue—they speak out of both sides of their mouths with that. Because one of the big stories was Raffensperger talking about how uh, this is all complete crap. It's based on lies and disinformation, but I'm for it because people don't have confidence and this will give them confidence. And that doesn't even make sense because if everybody who's involved in this case are a bunch of nut jobs, like it's being said from coast to coast, then it, it's not, not that kind of thing is never satisfied. But another thing I have a problem with is voter confidence is not 
the issue. It's right. election integrity is the issue. And confidence is the con game. Confidence, con game stands for confidence. Confidence is what allows fraud to continue unchallenged. You don't want them to have confidence. You want them to have skepticism and evidence and audits and transparency. Yeah. So this kind of leads into your New York Times. You, did you want to go to that piece? Yes. New York Times. New York so, Times. It was so, it was it, like, it looked like a hit piece, but it had it me was just a hit piece. I know it was a hit piece, but for me, it gave you so much credibility because they were so desperate. They were really worried now. And I, my husband was like, your boy Garland's on the front page, Yahoo and New York Times. I was like, yes, he is. And they, they said, it was funny because my tweet, I tweeted it out and I said, when they're, they couldn't call you. What they said was that, that uh, they didn't mention your name, maybe even till the bottom of the article, if at all, in that first pass. But they said that this the charge was being led by a known conspiracy theorist. And why they did that is that they were trying to say it was just Trump supporters, but you're not a Trump supporter. And they actually, in one of the articles, said he claims he voted for the Constitution Party candidate and not Trump. And of course, you did. Like, they would never say that it was anybody else. Like, he claims. But they could not call you a Trump supporter. because and, and because of that, they had to call you a conspiracy theorist. And my answer was, isn't every single person who has ever challenged the integrity of an election a conspiracy theorist? Isn't everyone? Check out Al Gore from the year 2000. How about 2004 with John Kerry and the Diebold voting machines? Are, is anyone suggesting that one person alone, unaided, has ever turned over the results of an election? No, it's always a conspiracy. And there are plenty of Democrats who you've worked shoulder to shoulder with over the years. We all know, I mean, that the problem is corruption. Corruption is conspiracy. Conspiracy. It was. I thought it was weak, but it was very. They really are worried about you. Well, well, my uh, a couple of things there. So um, I, I want to tell you how that article went down. Yeah, tell us all so, about it. Yeah. So, so the the guy named Nick uh, called me up, and he, you know, said it was from the New York Times, and uh, said he wanted to do an article. And I said, you know, how do we, how do we know that you know you're going to print the truth? You know, it's like. Oh, uh, you know. So we we went through that little thing. I said, okay, look, I tell you what, I'll do it. I forgot to record it though. So he, he asked me the best questions that any journalist has asked me. I gave him the most precise answers that uh, of, of any, any interview I've had, answered every single one of his questions. They were really good questions. It was a great interview. I wish I had kept it. Um, and then he turns around and does this hit piece. All of the stuff, nothing that he asked me or that I answered ever made it into the hit piece. And that's how you know it was a hit piece. It wasn't a legitimate piece of journalism. Um, and uh, so that's how it went out. So, so the Times put that out, and then it went to copy to uh, Yahoo. So the other uh, issue is then the Times issues a report to try to save Raffensperger. So they do, the same guy does another, after he does a hit piece on me, he tries to save Raffensperger by coming out. Yes. Now, and mentioned with a whole other piece that I know you've seen it. And he, and he says that, well, Raffensperger is for this now, and uh, which he used the quote, I think we talked about this on the last, in the last show, whereas after it was, the judge uh, approved it, uh, and WSB was interviewing me down at State Farm Arena, we did a piece down there, and they flashed a, a quote from Raffensperger that said he was for it. And that was the same day that they were arguing against us in court with the assistant attorney general of the state of Georgia, 
arguing on beha- his behalf to try to stop this. And then he puts out that that um, that press release statement that says, oh, well, he's for it. So the New York Times, knowing if they know anything about this, in fact, I told them that, they know that that's the truth. They know he's really against it, but they keep that from all of their listeners, all their readers, and therefore they they keep their entire subscriber base completely ignorant about what's going on in, in America. So if you're getting political news out of the New York Times, you have no clue as to what the election fraud is in the country yeah. or anything else. You're, you're just a, a dumbed down New York Times subscriber. And, that's, and I just... That's, yeah, even a cursory investigation of Raffensperger. I was just trying to prepare for today's show, and I literally saw side-by-side articles. On the one, it was like how Fulton County or the Secretary of State was um, fighting you, and the other was this ridiculous statement by Raffensperger, which was absolutely amplified by the New York Times, couched in baseless claims, all the same old nonsense about how it's been counted and audited and whatever. And it's like, yes, it has. And not one time did they say in those articles, and the audit found nothing. You know, they they imply that, but they can't actually come out and, and say it because this is an extension of that process. That's where the problems arose and there was no recourse for it. But they, it was, I, I was just read a book by Liam Sheff, S-C-H-E-F-F called um, Official Stories. And he was a real, like real liberal guy, but very, you know, from the days when people had their ideological integrity intact, he was a journalist and he had the exact same experience as you. And it was with the New York Times. He was exposing some awful, awful, like child killing behavior among AIDS researchers, like how they were taking mm-hmm. little crack babies and giving them AZT and their death rate was through the roof and they did it in an yep. orphanage. I don't know if you're even familiar with that, but it was a real expose. And the New York Times told him that they wanted to help get the word out because he was a freelancer. And he said he got the New York Times magazine and on the front page of it, it was like nut job makes false accusations or something crazy. And he just couldn't. And then he wore for, as a badge of honor after that. He's like, and then he explained completely. They asked all the right questions. He gave them all the details, told them who to interview, told them about the atrocities that were being committed. And all they did was took the most compelling of his arguments and used it as an opportunity to make fun of him, dismiss it, all that. It was really amazing. It reminds me very much of what you're saying. Great, yeah. And and the other thing that the Times did, uh, Monica, was they used the conspiracy theory angle. So um, my our, our mutual friend, Nydia Tisdale, had a really good uh, in, in response to this. And she, by the way, Nydia, got to give her a shout out and some credit because she did the the videos that you see of the courtroom. That was mm-hmm. all done by Rule 22. It's uh, outside Nidia, Nidia, which is N-Y-D-E-O, and that's up on uh, Voter GA's um, event tab. You can see the actual the actual courtroom. It's not just the WebEx. It's the actual courtroom oh, itself yes. filmed from the jury box, so you can see everything that went on. It's just a fabulous video. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. The news media have picked it up. Uh, all over the country, you know, uh, and um, so that that was a great. But uh, she had an interesting point. She says, "Well, wait, a minute. you know, all you have to do is tell them you were the guy that that led the effort to remove the Georgia 400 toll." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, you know, that You're was a one, hero. Of our, one of our greatest accomplishments. So, uh, so um, we'll kind of that's probably our, our answer to uh, the conspiracy theory question in the yeah, future. It- 
it's uh it's just a silly empty comment that is always meant to discredit people who fly too close to the sun i think but i what i did notice also i i did not know that you cooperated with that interview when i first read it and i was amazed that they they used one quote from you and it was just general it was just uh this guy something to the effect of and you probably remember it we're not just going to roll over and accept what they're saying you know on faith and right right but it, it you are no doubt if you had a conversation with a guy you spent all this time laying out all of your evidence that that you that, that what you want is evidence and yes. it may look like you're just a skeptic like a government you know paranoid so, <laughs> and it so didn't what, really look like that but that's what they were trying to do yeah exactly. so what that showed the the, the subscribers that oh they're like oh well he must have talked he being the journalist must have talked to the the guy who's running head kind of had in this lawsuit effort yeah so that it dece deceives the subscribers even further. So very, very, very cleverly done. Uh, and now we know how, how the New York Times operates. But here's one surprising point. So I've gotten really positive uh, articles. We've gotten positive articles from all the other national newspapers, including the Washington Post. I even got a halfway decent article from CNN. I thought it was pretty decent. They, wow. they used the word they were they used the word baseless once, in, in, <laughs> uh, but not against us. They used it against right. Trump ac accusation. I said right, right, and I said you know so they made one little minor honest honest mistake, and I clarified that for them. And then they made um, you know they used the word baseless against Trump stuff. And I said you know if you took that if you took that word out, you'd had a perfect. Argument because you wow. uh, in, you injected your uh, per, a perfect article because you injected yeah. your own opinion into the article, uh, but so CNN actually had a decent piece and what the the Waypo piece was really good. I, I I had to I had to call, I think I texted the journalist back and said, well, "Wow, that was I, thank you." you know? <laughs> so I would have wow. never I would have expected something closer to the New York Times out of the Washington Post. I don't know why they did that, but they they did and. Uh, well, unfortunately, that's the article that they took out from behind the paywall. So anyone can read that. Normally, New York Times, you have to pay. And ah. it was posted to the front page of the of Yahoo. So, yes, it would have been better if it had been a fairer art article. As an insider looking at that, I think they are really on the run now. And they're preparing for battle. Like, they're preparing for when you actually get to see those ballots because it, it, what they might be saying is, he's not, like, let's just get this over with so we can show that these are baseless claims, but they're not. They just don't want you to see them. And, and, and it, 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 they can't possibly know the truth about the ballots. Why would the Yahoo or New York Times really know the truth? But they're willing to, they don't care about the integrity of the election. They don't want to take the chance that they're wrong. And that, of course, in itself is the tell. Well, right. They can't now that they've gone down that there is no evidence of election fraud path for six months, just a easily provable lies. And now they are trying to figure out what they're going to do. So they're trying to get ahead, as you said, of the next go around. But this is going to be really tough. Oh, here's another, Everybody's going to another one that I think, I think is funny is that you were described frequently. I've seen this more than once as a self-described election integrity access. Yes, yes, I get that. 
So when yeah. when does actually <laughs> winning court cases enough to make you an election integrity activist and not merely some guy in his attic with a tinfoil hat? <laughs> right. We just we just won the case in uh, for Gwinnett County for ballot images. Uh, so that alone should be enough. It, yeah, it's really funny. And then they, uh, I, I think it was a Times article that put 15 years in quotes. It's like, I, you know, it's like, you know, where we started in 2006, that's 15 years. So, uh, <laughs> you know, why, why, why did you quote that? It's like, it wasn't real. You know? Yeah, it's so, you, it's so it's so bizarre. Just, yeah, it's like, come on, just, it's crazy stuff. Uh, I, I'll, I'll go off all... on the the two things that are in the patch article that was from this guy, Stanley Dunlap, who's from the Georgia Recorder, but it's really just, and Binkley really had a lot, has a lot of information about these news initiatives. We did some work on something called solutions journalism. They have these networks where they place people who appear to be local, but they have their marching orders. And it's very clear to me that this is one of those organizations that's not just national it goes up to like the world mm. economic forum type level it's international on how to get local people to think a certain way about local items that will impact kind of the global plan so what this guy had hit all the real talking points they talk about widespread fraud which is irrelevant only significant fraud is relevant it doesn't have to be widespread if it's a change maker Correct. You know, you, you'd be wasting your effort to be a real schlock job if you did more than you needed to because it would expose you more. Of course, what you want is very um, targeted fraud, and that's what it looks like we have. It, he says uh, it will not change the results of the certified Biden win. That is, I mean, maybe, but just because of corruption. Because if the dominoes started to fall, if you actually won this and overturned Georgia, or at least made it clear that Georgia's uh, certification is based on invalid information, the dominoes fall. It's not like you're going to overturn the election results and maybe the election results won't be overturned, but it will certainly make an impact. And then uh, it says, here was one. I want, I really want to read you this passage if you have, if you don't mind, you mind just a minute. Okay. No, I don't mind. Okay. Yeah, we, we, and we need to, to give a little shout out to Brad. Uh, when we, I know. Close, yes. Before we, we close. Go, yes, go ahead. Okay. All right. So this says Charles Bullock. This is this guy in the patch, the Georgia recorder, Stanley um, Dunlap, says uh, he is talking to a guy named Charles Bullock, a University of Georgia political science professor. He said the lawsuit shows the lengths some are willing to go to keep alive Trump's lies that the 2020 president, uh, presidential election was stolen from him. More than 70 percent of Republicans say they believe that Trump won Georgia. And he goes on to say, what I wonder about is what in the world can you find that would prove whatever your suspicions are? The argument is that the county counted some ballots that shouldn't be valid. How are you going to prove that? It's not like you can connect this ballot to that voter and say that voter shouldn't have voted. That's so nothing to do with it. This is a brand new article in the patch that's supposed to be from Georgia and it completely talks about something that has nothing to do with the case. Yeah, exactly. I would like to get a copy of that if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the whole thing, how you're going to prove it is pretty easy. We've already explained point by point exactly how to prove it uh, over and over again. And it has nothing to do with hooking it to a voter. So they don't seem to get it. If it's an invalid ballot, it doesn't matter who voted it. 
So we'll, we'll we'll figure that out at the due point in time. But that's great. I'm glad you read that to me. That must have just come out. And, yeah, know, and it, I, I, it's so tricky because it comes out in a in something that really looks like it's a neighborhood. It's not even like Atlanta. It's a neighborhood, you know, patch. It's like for your neighborhood, and you feel like it's somebody in your neighborhood trying to like post the news. So okay, so what do you want to do? You want to uh, ask answer some more questions, or you? Uh, Sure. Um, I, I can I can hang for it. Yeah, I can hang for it. Let's do more three minutes. more questions. Yeah, let's do a three more, and then we'll, we want to uh, say something Jace, about Brad. Yes. Okay. Three mom. more questions. Uh, the discrepancies between the Secretary of State risk limiting audit data versus the two hundred DPI Fulton provided images, double scan balance, missing batch sequences. Um, okay. I don't understand, Jason. Are you going to give us another? Sorry, I guess he didn't finish his question yet. Yeah, I'm not and, sure what the, uh, but there are a lot of discrepancies between the audit data, which are supposedly the totals of the batch, the, the ballot images, and the ballot image totals, what they would have been. They just don't add up. And the David Sawyer explained that pretty well in his testimony. The testimony is up on voterj.org events oh. tab. Thanks to Nydia, you can see yes. and testify live. That's the no, video. That, that'll explain it. Uh, That's great. Okay. All right. So here's the second to last question. Time Magazine exposes the fortification of the election that Cabal is still operating to fight audits. I don't know if you're familiar with that. <laughs> yeah. So Time Magazine did a, a, a great uh, piece that really talked about the actual conspiracy to save America by preventing Trump from being elected in 2020. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think what uh, he's pointing out is that that cabal is still operating. Now that's the same cabal that's fighting audits, but it's not, uh, you know, fighting audits is just not a logical provision to, right. uh, to take. Right. So this is the, let's wrap it up with this. Michael says, do you think Garland that Judge Amaro will cave and uphold the restraining order? I don't think so. No. Well, well no, no one, you know, it's just speculation. I just, yeah, it would be inconsistent with how he's uh, done, gone so far. So I, I feel, still feel confident um, that we'll continue on. Um, and the parties, they can, they can negotiate the parties, you know, it could delay, but ultimately the case is the case. So I'm, you know, we're gonna. I don't, I don't know changing the parties around. What are they going to do if they dismiss it? We just refile it with the correct party and continue. I, I don't know that. I don't. I just don't think the dismissal is 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 imminent. I, I think we'll yeah. be fine. Be fine. Okay, I'm actually in Austin. I'm about to go to a meetup called Childerberg. It's at the Iron Wolf Ranch and Distillery. So if anybody is listening to this, I'll be there in about an hour. <laughs> so I'll see you guys there. That's why I'm in a hotel room. But yes, let's close and uh, and give our love, send our love out to Binkley. Yes, T tell us a little bit. What can you tell us about his mom? I mean, his mom is, was pretty young, correct? Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. but she was very ill. She had uh, she was extremely handicapped. She had an illness that made her handicapped, and uh, he for I mean, much more than as long as I've known him, maybe fifteen years. He and his family and his dad have been dedicated to her care. So in the wow. beginning, I think her prognosis was like two years, three wow. years.
And they really, by just taking care of her night and day, and they loved her. She's very lovable. Um, they, I think they really gave her a new lease on life despite her extreme mm. handicap, but she just had, um, had a crisis this week and she did not make it. And, uh, I think, you know, when somebody is that big, a part of your life, then it's really hard to get back on your feet. Right. So we're going to give him, hopefully he'll take the week off and maybe I'll try to put other stuff in our feed. Cause we have a show, the propaganda report, me and my co-host Binkley, um, Binkley and I, and that's, so we're going to try to give him some time off and some space. And he uh, cannot tell you how many emails and compliments and people have been telling that how much they are praying for him and, you know, really caring about him. He's very lovely. That's family. great. Right. I was going to suggest the same yes. thing. That's great. Yes. And, and, yes. And I did have my mug for the propaganda. Report. Yes. The propaganda report. So we hit the daily news every day on the propaganda report and that's a two man job. So when Binkley's not there, it's, I can't do it, but I have a lot of great interviews, including this one that I will put into our regular feed next week. And hopefully people will uh, have a little patience and give us um, some time to let Binkley do what he needs to do. So thank you very much for acknowledging Binkley. We love him and we Absolutely. hope that, you know, he's, he can take some time for himself. He's an amazing researcher. Just oh yeah. He's, he comes up it's amazing what he does. He, and he gets ahead of things. So we're prepared when we see it in the news and he knew this was going to happen. He's been saying for weeks, if not months, like they're going to start, if we get close, they're going to start hitting Garland personally. Remember, he's warned us about it before. Yeah, it was just last week. And sure yeah, enough, he knew, they and he knew how he studies boom. their tactics and their methods. Yeah. So, yeah. Big yeah. shout out to him. We, okay. We, we well, had, yeah, we had one other uh, local hit piece from a, actually from a GPB reporter. Oh, what uh, was it? Which was, which was, which was similar. Um, but we'll, uh, we're, we're, we're working on see what we can do about that. So that, that was really, um, uh, a similar piece. So only those two. It was just the New York Times and that one local thing from uh, from GPB. So, well, the yeah, proof we'll, will be in inspecting those ballots. Right. So let us see how that comes out. So great luck to you. And we'll let's keep meeting, even though there probably won't be any developments till June twenty first. Maybe next week we can talk a little bit about the developments in Arizona if you have time to. Okay clarify some of that but it's not necessary well there's no telling what might break here between now and then that's right so we're going to keep up the we're going to keep people informed you of course are going to keep up the good fight yeah. it would uh don't forget please to go ahead and um do the tax deductible donation it's all the obviously it's all going to go to just inspecting those ballots and i feel like this is one way that we can all be part of the solution it's been a privilege to be uh with you in this journey, even though you're doing all the heavy lifting, I'm just <laughs> letting you tell us about it. But anyway, so that's please, a, folks. That's the most important part. Well, <laughs> it, 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 you got to get the word out. That's, that's important. That's right. So please chip in voterga.org slash donate. Until next week, thank you so much, Garland. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Monica.